Welcome to the Shrink Think Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Nathan. And we're both licensed professional counselors in Oregon here to open up our lives and minds with you. We are your companion on the journey to grow your healthcare practice, yourself, and your relationships. To get you started, we've got a free email course on our website, shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course with practical steps on overcoming your fear and anxiety. Thank you for joining us on the Shrink Think Podcast. another episode of the Shrink Think podcast. We're excited to bring to you some fresh new content, fresh from our brains. Boom. It's still steaming. We're going to talk about stress and it maybe is not quite how you think about it. I think actually most people that come in will tell us that they've got a stressful situation and obviously right now when we're recording this in April of 2021, we're in the midst of a still global pandemic, economic stuff. Um, there's just stuff going on, you know, politically. I mean, there's all kinds of things with like the economy or people's jobs, livelihood. So most of the time people will come in and say, oh yeah, I just lost my job. It's really stressful or I'm going through a transition. I just moved here. I don't know anybody. It's like all these kinds of things external to them that are happening and it's really stressful and I need help dealing with it because I'm just breaking down or whatever. And so we want to talk about like what is stress and how do you actually deal with it? A couple of reasons why we think you should listen uh, to this episode specifically because we want you to know how stress works um, so that you can have more influence over it. We think that understanding your own stress can actually help you to reduce it. Just simply by understanding what's going on, you can relate to it differently. And then, of course, obviously, we want to talk about some new ways of dealing with it. Some of the things that you'll learn in addition to that stuff um, from this episode we're hoping you'll take away are recognizing your own unconscious, ineffective stress management style. A lot of big, long words that Nathan's going to explain (laughs) at some point. And then how to have a fast, direct impact on reducing your stress. So the outline that we'll talk about here is like, what is stress in general um, to start with? What is a locus of control? We're not talking about these little grasshopper-like things that can swarm your (laughs) entire state. Um, What is a locus of control and how does it relate to stress? And then also, how can you recognize stress when it's happening, like in the moment, and then what can you do about it? Nathan, kick us off. Get us started. What is stress? Boom. And it's good. I just kicked off. That's what just happened. Um, Well, I can tell you what stress is not. Stress is not your job. It's not hard, meaning like it's not a hard thing to do in your life. Everybody deals with stress, right? So people like you were just saying will come in and be like, oh, work is so stressful. This is so stressful. That's so stressful. You know, when you realize that stress is actually not a thing, meaning something outside of you, kind of changes things because you ever notice how some people don't seem to have a quote unquote stressful job or they don't have a stressful thing that they has got going on. And then you're like, what's my problem? I mean, I mean, I'm like <laughs> anxious all the time. Aaron's such a positive person. He walks around like, how's it going, Aaron? Oh, it's pretty good. I just changed the world, Jessica. Like <laughs> about five minutes ago, this person's life totally. I'm like, wow, that's, that's stressful to hear. <laughs> you know? like, because I did not do that just now. Yeah, I do it all the time, every day. It's just, you know, it's just a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing? Changing lives every day. 
Um, so this kind of gets us in a little bit to stress is more place specific in some ways than it is like an object that comes and gets you from the outside or something. So the place that stress happens actually is in your thoughts and your emotions and how you experience life. It is the way that you kind of, it's the stuff that causes your body to get anxious, to get thoughtful, to get tight, to get restrictive. So those are, those are kind of the symptoms that your body experiences with stress. And it weighs you down. So, But that experience is a happening because of what you are thinking and feeling when you are going through something. So just to be clear here, we, we can talk about a situation like a job, like let's say you're a neurosurgeon or you yes, are... I <laughs> I, thanks for pulling away from your last surgery here to record this episode. <laughs> no problem. Um, he does it on Fridays. <laughs> it, let's say you are, like, you've got a stressful job, like, meaning one that is challenging, one that requires a lot of focus, maybe one that requires even a, a high level of skill. I know even some people in uh, around here that work in manufacturing there, there's a lot of like cleanliness things that they have to go through and you have to um, go through all these protocols and if you do something wrong, it could shut down the entire, I don't know, warehouse, whatever you call it. And that could be like an hour and that's like $2 million that the company has lost for being shut down. Even things like that, that seems like it would be stressful. But what you're saying is that's an environmental factor and then the way that I'm engaging with that thing internally and it may be even like what I'm doing about that, like in response to that thing, that's where my stress is? Yes. So what happens is people people have kind of a, an, an external or an internal locus of control. Boom. Yeah, that was what we talked about at the beginning. So what that means simply is the location. Lo- locus is the location. So where do you feel control? Do you feel control by knowing stuff is outside of you, or do you feel controlled by having stuff inside of you? So the reality is, is you can't control what's outside of you, but understand that's why a lot of people will have a clean house, because they will experience stress, and then they will clean the bejesus out of their house so that they cannot experience stress, because the idea is, well, if all of this is clean, then I'm not going to be stressed out. Okay, well, those are environmental factors, that you are encountering and then your body's feeling stressed. But the other direction is just just as similar. So if you feel if your locus of control is inside, you might not you might actually not care about your clean a house being clean or not. You just want to make sure that in inside maybe you are thinking about things correctly or like that your life has the appropriate amount of meaning. So you're like in your head going, you know, I don't have my job needs to mean more than this, so you're feeling all the stress. So you put more of yourself into your job in order that it would mean more so that you can feel less stress. And that may or may not mean that you're doing anything in your environment, meaning like uh, changing your environment somehow, like, I don't know, moving your desk or something to make something more efficient. So is there anything you wanted to add, though, Aaron, about that? Yeah, I think when you, a couple things. When you talk about, first of all, the external locus of control, um, you mentioned, like, having a clean house. I mean, that's a perfectly fine coping skill. I think sometimes, like, if you are feeling stressed internally, it can feel really good to discharge some energy from your body by doing something sort of distracting. You know, whether you're tinkering with something in your car or you're cleaning something or organizing something around your home, I think that's a great, you know, way of sort of soothing some of the extra charge in your body of emotions. But that's not really going to give you 
the ultimate kind of control over your life, over your body symptoms, maybe even within your situation that you need to have in order to not feel as anxious. We'll pick up on that a little bit later. So for now, I just want to say that it's a, it's a decent coping skill, just like sometimes going for a run or working out. Those kinds of things can be great coping skills for stress to discharge it, but that's not really a sense of control. The other thing with external locus of control that I think of is, I guess I want to paint a picture more of what our listeners might be doing out there that they can resonate with because a lot of people come in saying, you know, I'm doing this and I'm doing that in my situation and I still feel really stressed out. And what they're doing is they're exerting a huge amount of energy into this external locus of control. So what that might look like is somebody is, uh, there's a stressful situation maybe with a, a person and so they're doing as much as they can to manage it. They're spending a lot of time, having a lot of conversations, managing maybe a coworker or a friend. So they're doing that thing externally. Hoping that if I have this conversation, if we work this out, the coworker or the friend is going to feel differently. Maybe they'll stop bugging them, perform better, whatever that desired outcome is. And that right there, I think, is the teller, right? It's that if I do something external to me, then some outcome will be achieved or some change in my environment will happen to reduce the stress. Like the job will get easier. The frustrating coworker will stop being frustrating. I mean, I don't know what they do with the weather. Like if I pull out my umbrella, it'll stop raining. I don't know. Um, that may... <laughs> you can if you think wash of... your car, it'll start raining. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> But it's these kind of external things, like the idea of if I do them, then something around me can change, and I'm expecting it to change and get better, which is essentially what you're talking about, is like, what you're saying is I can control my environment. I mean, you're not actually believing that, but you're believing that. that that's what you're actually doing. Ooh, see, this is what I was saying about my fancy sentence that you highlighted earlier. How to recognize your unconscious ineffective stress management style unconscious ineffective stress management style break that down yes let me break it down it's a fantastic uh first of all sentence um so the idea of unconscious is, is what you were just talking about it's like it's this unknown well to be honest what unconsciousness or what the unconscious is is everything that you do in your day that you don't think about so imagine i were to randomly throw you a ball you would just go to catch it. You would not think, I'm going to lift my hands up, I'm going to move them apart, I'm then going to move them together as soon as I feel the pressure of the ball onto my hands, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna hold it and hope it doesn't hit me in the face. You know, that would be a conscious way to catch the ball. So actually about 98% of your day is actually unconscious. You're driving all of it, so be terrified. Now, um, but when you're feeling stress, you're feeling something, oftentimes what you're doing is you're moving toward a way to make that go away without thinking about it. You're not thinking about it. You're just moving forward. it. So what we're highlighting is, hey, um, that's stressful, man. It's probably not working. <laughs> it's, it's ineffective. It's you're trying, you're, you don't even know what you're trying to do and you're getting nowhere and it's compounding. So you come into us and you're like, I'm so stressed out. I need some, I need help. I don't know what's going on. Like this is, this person's doing this. They got that. And kind of the first things that we will help you to do is to realize how you are naturally. So you've already kind of programmed yourself over time, over time, trying to 
just naturally without even knowing just accomplish the, the change that you're looking for. And then as you start to know that and, and experience that that your own natural understanding, you, it will even highlight to yourself consciously, you'll start to think, I don't even really totally know why I'm doing that. One of the things that I'll, I'll ask people a lot is, you know, what's going on under the hood? You know, this is, you're telling me this, and I'll ask, well, why did you do that? Or why did you say that? To bring some awareness to that process. And it's really interesting. People will give answers like, well, I've just always done it that way. And and it's almost like they're saying, or that they've believed that this is just the way I am, right? It's like, it's the nature versus nurture. This is my nature. I just am this way. And some of that may be personality, but usually what I can uncover with them is at some point, it was not what you did. You didn't, like you started doing this at some age. Maybe it was you were a kid or maybe like you were a teenager. Maybe it was like a decision point in your life where you said to yourself, this is what has been going on. I need to do this differently. And from that point on, you started acting this way or, or thinking this way. Maybe it just has always kind of been that way. But the point is, it started somewhere. You had a thought or a train of thought, and you reinforced that. You chose that same action or thinking or feeling over and over and over so that it became a habit. And it became a habit now to the point where you just don't even realize it. I call it being on autopilot. A lot of us are living life on autopilot, not realizing what you're describing, that unconscious way of dealing with stress that's not really working. And so this whole why question is like, well, why do you do this? Why do you do that? Let's take off autopilot and start manually flying and realizing, hey, why is this thing on? Why is, why is the plane doing that? Why is it doing all these things? Who did this? Who set the plane up this way? Well, you actually did but you must have been like sleepwalking or something when it happened. Or or it was like a temporary sort of a thing, a fix, where you're like, okay, it's going to work in this situation. And it worked really well that you decided to go back to it over and over, not really thinking about the long-term consequences of it. And so that's kind of what we're here to look at and to talk about is like, well, why do you do some of these things? We need to start paying attention to these unconscious things to make them conscious. Yeah, and some of the ways you can begin to identify um, what's going on in that scenario, meaning like how you are doing things. You can just ask yourself some questions, quite frankly, but you know what else you can do is just notice what it is that you're doing. You take my house cleaning example earlier. When you, you, it's actually easy to see, easier to see this uh, per usual as an observer, but if you're observe, if you choose to kind of observe yourself a bit, if you notice that you are cleaning more often, because it's a great coping strategy for you, maybe. Maybe it was really help, it's really helpful and it helps. My, you know, my wife is, is like, um, not OCD, she would say, but she's like, uh, she hates clutter. So, so she needs things organized and out of the way. So if things are not organized and out of the way, she doesn't feel relaxed. She just won't. So if we take the example of the cleaning, if, if you're cleaning and cleaning and cleaning and cleaning constantly when normally you have your day of the week that you clean, I don't know, some people have this thing where they do a day of the week thing and you realize like you've cleaned three times in a week, then probably you're, you've got some stuff going on inside. And you can also, if you're observing yourself, you can also kind of be observing the context within which you're doing that. So it's like, if I've been cleaning three times a week, I might start asking myself, well, what happened this week? Did, did something change or happen? Oh, yeah, that was like this big work meeting where they were, we didn't know what was going to happen. And uh, they had a big announcement that they were going to make and they needed everybody to be there. 
like, oh, so then I started cleaning around that date. Well, maybe it was related to that thing that was happening and I was feeling stressed and then I reacted to it by cleaning three times, for example. So paying attention to some of the context of life, what was going on around that time or what is happening around the time that you're doing these things will give you some context. Yeah, so part of, uh, you know, what I was realizing as you were saying that, Aaron, is the other thing that happens is that people will do their normal coping strategy, whatever that happens to be, and they will, in, in kind of in an avoidance of what the major stress actually is often. So because, you know, maybe the person doesn't want to talk about that. It's just part of work. I don't want to talk about work. I don't want to do that. Like, there's some folks out there that you ask them about work, they never want to talk about work. But it could be that, like, well, really the stressful, uh, where they're experiencing the most stress, which is in their body, by the way. So it's more about the time frame. So when they're experiencing the most stress is at work. Okay. So maybe what you have to ask yourself if you're there is once you kind of identify that of the when you're experiencing the stress, what is it that is actually the problem? You know, and that's where it, get, it can get complicated, but that's where you actually have to slow down and ask yourself some things. Because the reality is, is until you know what it is, there's no way for you to organize your own self, the stuff that is you, any differently. Because it could be your own belief system, for all that matters. I mean, it could be that you just believe you have to do this really good job and you don't have enough information. And so now you're stressed out, but you're too nervous to ask your employer about anything. Because then that's going to highlight that, why did you even ask? You should have known that, bro. Like, so now you're in this tension and you're cleaning your house three times a week in order to manage it because you don't feel powerful in the other scenario. Yeah, that's actually a great example because what that's highlighting is when you're talking about like your own thought patterns, there are all these things called cognitive distortions. Well, I'll put a, a sheet of those on the show notes page so that you can see an example of those. But we can have these cognitive distortions, which are like these false ways of looking at ourselves and about the world around us, which can actually increase our stress. It's well known, tons of research, this whole cognitive behavioral therapy modality of dealing with it is very effective. And essentially what it's saying is when we look at the world with these distortions, we feel stressed out or we feel our bodies respond accordingly. So if I'm essentially discounting a bunch of positives, like I have a performance review at work and overall it's pretty good, but, um, but my employer has some negative feedback, I could discount all those positives and just fixate on the negative and feel like I'm going to lose my job and get really worried and really stressed out about that. In reality, I might not be anywhere near losing my job. That might not be a reality at all, but I believe it is, and so I feel stressed out about it. And then I might like try to over-function, over-perform in order to avoid that thing that I'm afraid of happening. Or um, another one, for example, could be mind reading. Like right now, I'm I'm talking and Nathan's like looking at me. Maybe he's he's thinking. He's in his head. But if I'm mind reading uh, and worrying, I could be thinking, oh, no, what is he thinking? He's judging me. What I'm saying is stupid. I'm just rambling. I don't know what I'm talking about. And I could essentially freak myself out of saying anything intelligent. And that whole experience could be a social stress. That happens all the time to people. And if we just get out of, you know, these distortions are essentially saying if we, if we stop doing them, if I get out of mind reading, if I look at the positives as well as the negatives, for example, the whole uh, situation, in, in, take the whole situation into consideration, I'm going to think differently, I'm going to see 
the world around me differently, and therefore I'm going to respond to it differently. Yeah. So um, aside from the fact that you are a great mind reader, like that. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, actually, there was just elevator music that was going on right then. <laughs> that was it. Um, but, that, but it highlights where we got to go next, which is the idea of having how to have a fast and direct impact on reducing your stress. So, and that's really what we're talking about. Once you understand where it's coming from or, or when it's coming from, I would, I would try to highlight that, then it's easier to start to change what, how you're going to respond to what you're going to do because you can actually do something. So, we've been using the the work environment quite a bit because honestly that's here in the beautiful u.s that's just what you know one of the things that's a major deal um i will just remind you all that um and as an employer we no one wants to lose you it costs so much freaking money to try to figure out to bring somebody in and train them again so i would just highlight like you've got more space man i and also if you've been doing the job that you've been doing then probably the change that is happening is going to be a change for you, which means that the questions that you have are probably pretty natural. So as, as my example that I had earlier, and I'm just trying to highlight what slowing down, looking at what you're actually thinking, would anybody else in that environment think the same thing? Well, yeah, well, I guess they would. Okay, then those questions are probably okay to have. You still might be thinking that you're extra special, that maybe you shouldn't have those questions. But the reality is, is you do. And the question you have to ask yourself is, do I want to experience all this stuff internally and angst and anxiety, or do I want to reduce it? The other question is, do I feel lucky today, punk? Well, do I? <laughs> that also can help with your anxiety, just FYI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also, apparently, you need a six-shooter at that point. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Please don't take your six-shooter into your yeah, job. Yeah, we're not doing We're having a horrible time with mass shootings, and don't add to it. Um, <laughs> you never heard that here. Yeah, no, but what you're saying essentially is when you can identify what's going on, you can like step back and start to self-correct. You can look at what's going on within yourself from like a more objective standpoint as opposed to a reactive, like it's happening to me and I have no control over it. Another one of those things that we're talking about, like a direct fast impact on your anxiety is you mentioned your belief systems so you can challenge those things and correct those things. Also, your emotions are connected to your body. If you're feeling a certain way, you can let the emotion pass and notice what it's doing in your body. And you can actually take control over your body to impact your emotions and to impact how you're feeling about those feelings. For example, you, if there's a stressful situation and you are feeling the stress in your body, meaning like maybe your, uh, your stomach is kind of wrenching, your breathing is really quick and shallow, your shoulders are raised, maybe your muscles are tense, you can actually shrug your shoulders, start taking some deep slow breaths in through your nose and then out through your mouth. Slowly do that multiple times over the course of a couple of minutes. You can relax the muscles in your body. <sighs> Slow down your thinking, maybe even ground yourself in the room around you, meaning quiet your thoughts. Listen to the noises around you. 
and be a little bit more still and realize, wow, there's just a lot going on inside of me, but if I slow it down and if I relax my body, I actually feel more calm. Nothing has changed in my situation, but I have changed dispositionally. I feel differently, and when those feelings are gone or are changed, I'm gonna now look at the situation differently. Maybe I'll actually be able to think more clearly because I'm not feeling so internally stressed. Yes, and as we as we close up here, I want to give the other the one last the other side of that coin, which is sometimes your body is so noisy that you can't actually make it stop. And in those situations, you know, it's helpful just to do an energy dump. Honestly, take a run, run, do some kind of fast moving thing. It doesn't have to be running; it could be walking. But the idea is you are walking or moving somehow fast in order to get the energy out of your body. And when your body kind of slows down. You can do what what Aaron was just suggesting, and I would challenge you. We talked. I talked earlier about the unconscious, right? Well, the other thing that you can tune into is the gajillion move, uh, ways that your mind naturally moves unconsciously. So when you start to slow down and feel whatever it is, I would encourage you to try to feel it, right? So you have that gut thing. Go ahead and feel the gut thing. Just notice it. Whatever thoughts you have next it doesn't matter what they are, are going to be associated with that because your unconscious is organizing that feeling. It's just that you've never listened before. So people will regularly tell me like, that's weird, doesn't even make any sense. I don't even think that relates to anything. Well, actually it has to because your mind is linked to all that. So it's just that you're not used to listening. And when you start to listen to that and you start to hear some of it, it will actually start to make sense to you. Um, the longer that you sit there, your mind will kind of go like, oh, you think this, you move to that, you move to that. And then you can start to understand like, why am I thinking of when I was six years old and my dad walked in the room to ask me a question in this scenario? This doesn't even make sense. And then you remember that it has to do with, well, where did I want to live? Oh, you want, like, what do you mean where do I want to live, dad? Like, oh, with, with who, with which parent, that type of thing. Oh, that was pretty stressful, wasn't it? And somehow your body's linked to that same situation. So in conclusion, you know, it's about knowing your thoughts, knowing when the stress occurs, and um, really trying to understand and unpack how you naturally operate. Yeah, and just to add to that also, you can think about it in terms of, like where in your mind's eye or where like in your in your body in your emotions in your mind where are you functioning mostly and i think for a lot of us we function outside of ourselves we're in the situation we're thinking we're problem solving we're thinking about the problems or the situations around us the needs of the people around us And so in that sense, our mind's eye is not inside of us as an internal locus of control, but it's more of external to us. And so I just want to encourage you to try to spend more time getting more inside of yourself, living inside of your own thoughts about yourself or thoughts even about your thinking. Spend more time with your own emotions, understanding what you're feeling, why you're feeling them, how they feel, maybe even, like Nathan said, where some of that is coming from, and then being really connected to your body, being aware and attuned to when your body is feeling something to notice that, and then to respond with, okay, why is that happening right now, and what can I do about it so that I can make it sort of calm down? If you can live inside of yourself like that more confidently and connectedly and securely, 
then you can be in stressful situations and yet have a lot of control over yourself and seem like you're calm, cool, and collected. It's not that life is ever going to stop being stressful. There's always going to be something that's going to be stressful going on. The point is for you to be able to manage it inside yourself well, and that's what we want for you. So we hope this has been helpful, and thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to our show. Don't forget to head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to leave us a review and subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. You can also visit our website at www.shrinkthinkpodcast.com forward slash course and sign up for our free email course, Nine Ways to Overcome Fear and Self-Doubt. And you'll get nine weeks worth of customized, practical strategies you can use to get past the fear that's holding you back in your life. Thanks again for listening.